It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Another edition of Speaking of Speaking. We are very thrilled and so blessed to have a number of guests that join us from time to time. Every now and again, I'll just sit here and share my wisdom and knowledge with you. But you know what? We have a lot of people who want to share theirs as well. So we're blessed to have a number of guests who want to be on the podcast. And today is no exception. We're going to have some fun with this today, I think, because I've met this gentleman not so long ago, but I'm very impressed with the concepts, but I'm still not 100% convinced. But Let me introduce him first, then we'll jump right into this. Brian Gregory is the founder and CEO of Admanity and creator of the breakthrough algorithms that are changing the way small businesses market and promote. Now, you're about to discover the 15 primal emotions that have sold everything on earth and how you can harness their power to sell everything that you have to offer. So if you're frustrated by ads that don't convert, emails that don't get opened, or social media posts that don't get clicked, pay close attention as Brian reveals the secrets of human persuasion. And incredibly, you'll also discover how you can get all the answers for your own brand in just five minutes. And we'll have something very special to offer you at the end of this podcast. So please welcome the CEO and founder of Admanity, Mr. Brian Gregory. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Carl. I'm excited to be here. We're going to have some fun today, I think. Can't wait to get into it. I'm so blessed that we've had the opportunity to record. From first meeting you, I knew that there was a connection here. But I want to find out a little bit more about when you start talking about you've done all these things and it's not working. It's like, well, and we keep hearing, well, do more of it and it'll eventually click. But give me some background here. What is the Admanity Protocol? Where did this come from? Why did you create it? I know that was like three questions, but (laughs) start with one of them. Ah, who's counting? It's a great question because it's not something you would normally do. I used to be in publishing, in magazines, newspapers, that kind of stuff. And if you are in that business, you know very well, you sell ads or die. That is the business. And I had to learn how to sell ads. And then people would give me the artwork. They'd put it in the magazine. You know, they'd do the best they could. Here's my ad. And it would fail. And then after a couple of months of this, they would call me up and say, guess what? I'm canceling, right? So I'm losing money. I'm losing clients. And I don't have the time to give everybody a seminar on how to create a winning ad. You know, you're in the business of distributing their ads, not creating them, right? Right. And I got frustrated because I'm losing business. You know, thousands, I've sold probably at least 3,000 ads in my lifetime. I can guess 2,900 of them probably didn't work. And the reason is because they're created by local people in a local market who were not raised or educated formally on how, you know, an agency level thought process works, right? So they just did the best they could, wasn't good enough. And I said, you know what, when I get out of the magazine business, I'm going to figure out a way to show these people how to do it because boy, is it needed in today's economy. Wow. Phenomenal story. And you know what, having had a background in radio broadcasting, I totally get where you're coming from. Same premise, Because every now and again, you have those clients. And here's the ones I already loved. You would have the clients that would say, well, I know what's best for my ad or for my commercial in this sense. And sometimes they'd want to 
voice their own or write their own, or we have a creative department that would do a reasonably decent job. But every now and again, they'd want to take the bull by the horns themselves and wondered why they weren't getting the traction that they wanted to. Plus, I think your point is very relevant in the sense that you're right. In a local radio station, for example, or newspaper, they know what they know that's right in front of them. That's right in their market. So you're absolutely right. But how do you get beyond that? So very, very cool. So that's why you created it. But what is it? Absolutely. Imagine if you could go online and answer some true false questions about your brand. Anybody that knows the business could answer the questions on this assessment. And five minutes later, the assessment will tell you the emotional trigger points of your brand. In other words, people buy an emotion always, Mm -hmm. but rarely do small businesses understand which emotions I should be putting out there that would best sell my thing. So that's what the assessment's doing. It's figuring out exactly, and out of all the emotions that you could use, it's figuring out the ones best suited for your brand based on the last hundred years of advertising, what has worked for other brands who have similar things, similar feelings will need to be triggered and therefore they'll feel like buying your product. Nobody is commanded to buy. They must feel it's very, very emotional and it happens in a second, you know, just that fast. And yet small businesses, if you ask them you say, Hey, give me a couple of the emotions you use to convince people to buy your stuff. They'll go, well, we had a sale last week. Fear, you know, that you'll get an answer like that. But if you ask a major agency or a CEO of a billion dollar brand, they'll go boom, boom. They'll tell you right away. Why? Because they know exactly what sells their product and they don't deviate from it. We need to get that kind of thinking in the small business trenches and foxholes. And then those small businesses can turn into big brands too. So you mean to tell me in five minutes, this assessment will give me the emotions or the emotional words or language or whatever that is needed in my business to sell my product. Here's what's going to blow your mind even more. In five minutes, thanks to the algorithms, which by the way, took seven years to build. This was not done in a weekend. In five minutes, I or the assessment knows 16 different ad formulations that you could use in your social media, your emails, your funnels. It knows the upsells for your brand. It knows the winbacks when you lose a customer. It will give you a complete library of words, phrases, and metaphors you should be using. It knows the colors. It knows even which gifts you ought to be buying for customers who like your kind of thing. It's an amazing process. Once we know sort of the home base emotions, then we can extrapolate from there and match you up with all the best solutions. So yeah, it's beyond just saying your brand is a lot of authority. So, you know, that's really cool for you. Good for you. You got a lot of authority. That doesn't help you do anything, right? It's how to use authority, how to trigger authority, which methods work best, where have all the biggest brands found the most success? That's what we studied. And that's why it took seven long years to do it. So it took you seven years to build it. But what you're telling me is in five minutes, it's going to spit out some type of assessment thing. And it's going to know exactly all of that. Yes. The assessment thing, we call it a brand brief. And in five minutes, it'll show yours to you. It'll have your company name on it. And you'll read four or five pages about yourself, your brand. And that's the tip of the iceberg. So we're just sharing with you basically to show you that we got it. 
we nailed it to convince you that we were correct. Because when you're taking the assessment, we never ask you what you do. The assessment is completely blind. That's the other crazy thing. You'd think we'd be asking you questions like how long you've been in business? How many employees do you have? What are your products? We don't ask any of that. The assessment only cares about discerning emotions, because if you don't know that, you can't sell anything. So that's all it cares about. I don't care what you sell, brain surgeon or plumber. You could tell us anything, but we're going to analyze the emotions to sell those items more than talk about your business. You already understand that. We're going to show you what's underneath the logo, so to speak. Okay. I'm going to challenge that because I'm going to say that you need to know about my business in order to know what emotional triggers, what words, what colors, whatever are associated with that. I know my business, but if I'm looking to change it up or do something different or do something better... There's some things about my brand, my business, the industry I'm in that you need to know. You just can't cookie cutter this. Prove me wrong, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I always say businesses make money, brands make dreams come true. And you know your business stone cold. I know you do. You know everything about it. You know all the details. You know all of the strengths and the weaknesses and pretty much everything. If you were at a cocktail party, you could talk about your business very, very easily. But I will submit to you that you're not as familiar. You're not nearly as familiar with the brand of you, of your company. Because we think of businesses as sort of facts and figures and things that we do and promotions we run and prices we charge. We know the nuts and bolts. The brand, you can't even touch it. A brand is a perception. It's a wiggly thing in the universe. It's what other people think of you when your logo is not in the room. And here's the interesting thing to get to the crux of your question. How can we possibly analyze you when we haven't asked you some very poignant questions about what you do? Because emotionally speaking, people buy not on facts. So if I was to ask you all these facts, it would be interesting conversation but it wouldn't tell me how to sell what you have. It would just fill me up with information until my brain is full. I have a famous phrase that I made up and it's, you know, why give me a thousand reasons why I should try it when one emotion makes me buy it. And that's what we're trying to get across to people is if you're filling your ads full of facts and you're basically given a book report and and you want me to ask those questions of you before I analyze you, all I'm going to give you back is a book report. That won't work either. You have to know the triggers of the human mentality. This is subconscious stuff here. We're very conscious right now. We're talking. But Mm -hmm. our subconscious mind is the one with the credit card. It's got the wallet. It decides in a nanosecond whether we're going to buy the red thing or the blue thing, the big thing or the small thing. And it does that emotionally. If you had no emotions in yourself, you couldn't decide to do much of anything. You probably just lay there. We all know somebody like that, right? (laughs) (laughs) That was me when I had COVID-19. But anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, (laughs) exactly. And that's sort of the emotionless, that feeling of just like, I don't care. That is, you know, the worst thing, you know, to try to sell somebody when they don't have any emotion in them. We have to raise those emotions. So at Vanity's trying to figure out, well, which emotions are we going to raise to sell Carl's items that he wants to sell so bad? Because he'll try to sell them factually if we let him. We got to figure out how to sell them emotionally. Here's a case in point. Skittles. What's their slogan? Taste the rainbow. Right. Okay. It's stupid, right? You can't taste the rainbow. It's absolutely ridiculous. You can't even find a rainbow to taste, right? So the whole thing is just silly. And yet Skittles has to make 200 million Skittles a day to keep up with the demand for 27 years. They've been telling people, taste the rainbow. Why? Because it works. If it didn't work, they wouldn't do it. And hundreds of millions of dollars have been spent because that's an emotional feeling they're planting into you to taste the rainbow. To your conscious mind, it sounds stupid. Your subconscious says, hey, that sounds like fun. Let's get some Skittles and taste the rainbow. 
That's how your subconscious reacts. It doesn't analyze anything. It simply reacts. That's why the best ads talk to the subconscious. We're trying to show you the subconscious cues that will make your product sell. And I don't know if I explained it well enough, but there's an explanation for you. I understand that we buy based on emotion. That's why they don't put celery and lettuce at the end of the checkout counter in a grocery store. You're not going to buy it. But chocolate bars and chips, of course you're going to buy them. You have an emotional connection or a memory. First time you had a Jersey milk. That was my favorite chocolate bar, by the way, way back in the day. So I understand that concept. You're getting there. But I'm still thinking that don't you need a certain element of Mr. Spock, you know, the logic, the information based on the business to be able to properly assess the emotion That's the part I'm hung up on because I'm trying to figure out here, so you might have to give a little bit more explanation, how it's going to work for a guy that does speaker training and you know, runs a podcasting agency at the same time. And I'm talking about the assessment, obviously. It's going to work for a plumber. It's going to work for a doctor. It's going to work for a lawyer. It's going to work for a Navy SEAL. It's going to work for whatever it is. It's going to work for a clergy. That's the piece that I'm hung up on. Okay. So when you do take the assessment, everybody gets different questions because they answer differently and the assessment figures out what to ask you next. So there's one answer, sort of, it does figure out what it wants to ask you, but it asks questions like our customers are like this, true or false. Our product is like this, true or false. And so it's not identifying the product, but it's saying, here's a trait. Is it true for you or false for you? Okay. That's false. Okay. And it may ask the question a couple of times to be sure. But algorithms, basically what they do is they go a big universe of possibilities and they reduce it down to the one thing you want. Let's hope. And so all we're doing is we're eliminating things that aren't you on the assessment. What's left over at the very end, the highest score is what you truly are. And if you're like Mr. Spock, I'm glad you actually said that. It's one of my teaching points. You know, if Kirk and Spock came to work for you, okay, Captain Kirk (laughs) would be your best sales rep ever. And Spock would be fired within 30 days. Why? Because Kirk is the guy that always got emotional and figured stuff out. Spock was there to assist and confirm. And so Kirk would be your best salesperson, but Spock would logically try to convey everything and nobody would buy anything from Spock because it'd be boring. And logic raises questions. Logic raises a resistance, but emotions are persuasive and they make things, you know, fly out the window, so to speak, on when the sale hits. So you have these two sides to you. You have a logical side in your brain. It doesn't sell anything. It doesn't buy anything, but it helps you figure everything else out. And you get to this emotional side to you, which is all about feelings, fears, phobias, dreams, wishes, desires. And it's all that stuff. That's the wiggly stuff that makes people buy products and services. So now that you've shared that with me, I'm thinking I'm getting a little more clarity here because I was going on the assumption you're going to be asking me the same, what is it, 40, 50 questions, something like that? Roughly. You're going to be asking me and the plumber and the same 40 questions, but From what I'm hearing, that bank of questions for the assessment, it's deeper than 40. Is that right? Yeah, there's many more questions 
But as you start to say true and false, it starts to eliminate some of those questions and it starts to bring up a few new ones and says, oh, you said true to that. Now we got to ask you another thing. And the reason we did it that way is because you can't always assume everybody understands every question perfectly or that English is their first language. So this assessment, if you do get off base, it has the ability to wiggle back towards center and get you back on track to the questions that are going to get to the answers. So everybody takes a different test, some a little longer, some a little shorter, different questions for everybody. But in the end, the test does figure out the emotionality of your brand. It still doesn't know right. a doctor or lawyer doesn't care. It's simply saying, well, whatever it is you do, here's how you should do it from now on. Humans like this stuff. So right. as long as your customers are human, that manity is awesome <laughs> and it will figure right. you out. Just give the humans what they want. I always say, if you want to sell a lot of stuff, give the customers exactly what they want. If you do that, they'll buy it, right? I mean, it stands to reason. And our assessment helps you figure out in emotional terms what they want. And then it makes it easy to give it to them at that moment in time. Now you sort of got the answers. The light bulb goes on and you go, oh, it's so easy. Why didn't I think of that? Well, you didn't spend seven years studying human emotionality and algorithms. Would this not be something an ad agency would do? And if they do, what would they be charging for something like this? Ad agencies have created the greatest ads of all time. And the reason is because the big brands had the money to pay the agencies to go to work. They think in these emotional terms. They understand everything I'm saying right now, but they don't have the admanity protocol maybe sitting in their office, which they can have, by the (laughs) way, if you're an agency out there and you're wondering, yes, the answer is call us. You can, you can have it. But if you don't, you have to ask a thousand questions and you have to have a lot of meetings where somebody buys pizza and you brainstorm on strategies and what colors we should use and what is this thing? And if you could just take our assessment, you'd know in five minutes and get all those answers. But agencies are awesome. They think correctly. They think emotionally. They don't think like you and I do. They can't because they can't create a winning ad if they think consciously about Mm. and treat it like, well, this is like the other thing we did last year. You know, that was a thing too. It was very similar. They even have a similar color. Let's just market it the same way. They won't think like that. They'll think out of the box. How do we create difference here? How do we make this thing not like the others? right? And how do we make people feel that? Because it doesn't matter if it is or isn't. It's perception, right? And I always say perception of your brand is far more important than the reality Mm -hmm. of your brand. It doesn't really matter whether you can taste the rainbow or not. The perception of Skittles is it's a winning brand. It's fun. It's happy. It's filled with colors and delightful little candies that, you know, do crazy things. That's what they want you to feel. Do you think Geico wants to talk to you about insurance? No, it's the last thing on earth they want to talk to you about because they know you hate insurance, right? Who likes insurance? Only the people who sell it. So they talk about lizards and cavemen and squealing pigs and funny commercials and saving 15% in 15 minutes. Save money, laugh. That's a formula. And now every top car insurance company is using it. Why? Because it works. It's working for all of them. Look at Allstate, look at Liberty, look at Farmers, look at Progressive, look at all of them. They're all laughing and saving, laughing and saving. So it works. How would this apply then to the speaking world, to you know, keynoters getting on stage? Could a keynoter take that assessment too and be able to figure out something about the emotion of where they're going with their audience? Is it something that people that are using, they're either speaking or they're using speaking as a way to get the word out, but what is it that they do? Is this a tool that's going to help them when they're crafting their message and stuff like that? 
this could possibly be the most important tool you would ever use, especially if you're a speaker, because you have that added pressure of being impressive and having to be memorable, just like an ad. It has to make an impression or it doesn't matter what the ad was. Same with a bad speaker, right? So while Admanity probably won't give you Toastmaster level tips on how to be a better speaker, it will show you the exact emotions you're going to need to trigger in the audience. So you could take the assessment and say, okay, I'm selling blank and I'm selling it to these people here in the crowd. All right. So business people or housewives, whatever the crowd is, whatever that group represents. So you would take the assessment, answer the questions as if that is all you do. And that's all in the world that there ever will be. And what you get back will be the exact emotions that would convince those people to buy the thing that you're trying to promote or buy into the message you want them to remember. Not everybody sells from the stage, right? Just want people to remember this and know this and love this and learn this and be better people to do that. Again, subconscious mind, you only remember maybe 15% at most of what was consciously said a couple days later. I can't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Consciously, (laughs) emotions are like thumbtacks. And when you're putting things onto a bulletin board, the emotion is the thumbtack that makes it stick and stay Mm -hmm. there. Otherwise, the note falls right off the bulletin board, right? So it's the same with humans. If you want them to remember something, you have to make them feel something. We show you what to make them feel and exactly how to trigger that feeling. Nothing more valuable. You've got a limited time. You're on stage. The lights are on. The cameras are on. Got a microphone on. They're all looking at you for the great answers. What say you, Oracle? And the Oracle better have some something emotional to offer at that moment in time. So yes, it would work. Wow. All right. I'm convinced. I've tried to poke holes with the whole idea that there's more to it than that. There has to be, but I'm convinced I will take the assessment. Tell me about the assessment and share a little bit about that. Well, what we did is, you know, people always say, well, how did you do this? Because the number one comment is mind-blowing. That's what people say back to us. And they're like, how did you do this? I mean, really, how can you do this? Because emotions and algorithms don't seem to go together. That's like math and motion, right? Um, and algorithms do use a lot of math, but we're doing it because we studied the ads. We studied the last hundred years of ads, but we only studied We only studied the big winners, the ones that turned brands from zero to hero. You know, companies like Apple, companies like FedEx, companies, you know, like Geico, all at one point were looking at bankruptcy or failure. So we think of them as these huge brands today. But when they hit their pivot, and I call it the pivot point, when a brand finally finds the formula that works for them, they're trying all these commercials, you know, Marlboro sold for 30 years before they hit the Marlboro Man formula. They couldn't give the cigarettes away. It was not selling. It was the worst selling brand in America for 30 years. But then they hit formula and you see the spike. That's what we study. We study the spike and we go, okay, something happened there. That is not normal. What's in that ad? And we destruct it and we pull it apart and we figure out the emotions. Then you start to see patterns where the same thing is popping up all the time. Wow, these two emotions are always going together. Isn't that interesting? Every time somebody does this, they make money, whereas before they weren't. So you know it's the ad doing it. And so you do this long enough, you Mm. create the formulas, the algorithm then can recommend what's best for you based on 100 years of what's always been working with humans. Because humans haven't changed. We're all human 1.0, right? Human 2.0 hasn't come out yet. (laughs) So technically, you have the same emotions as Caesar and Mozart and Shakespeare. They just mastered their brand a little better, maybe. But you got the same toolbox. You can use it. We'll show you what's in the toolbox so that you can. And we're going to give away this opportunity right now, aren't we? 
Yeah, absolutely. So in the show notes is a complimentary, and there's a few clicks to get there, but you click the link in the show notes, it'll take you to a form. And then from that, Brian, it takes you right to the questions then? Yeah, it's real simple. Just, you know, who are you? Where do we send it? You know, basically, so we can send email it to you and then you can start whenever you like. And five minutes later, you'll be reading the most interesting document in the world. The document that shows you what you really are to the rest of the world. And I guarantee folks, if you're listening out there and you're wondering if this voodoo is actually going to make any sense for you, (laughs) take five minutes out of your life and try it. I guarantee you, you'll be glad you did. And then from there, if you want to know more, Admanity can give you even more than that. Okay. We're here to continue the journey with you if you'd like to. If not, take the free assessment and run like a bat out of hell and just enjoy your new business. Go to work. Admanity.com forward slash speaking. That's the link that you'll see in the show notes. And we'll make sure Brian's contact information is there as well. The links to the website, all his social media platforms, they'll be there as well. Brian, it's been fantastic getting your insights today. I tried to poke a hole through this. I wasn't successful. Maybe I should have tried harder. I don't know. But I'm excited to put the assessment to the test and learn from it. So thank you for sharing that. Before you go, though, I'd like to give you the final thought. Final thought. Um, Well, your brand is better than you think it is. And you must understand one thing, you can't sell your brand to the world until you understand what attracts the world to your brand. And that's one of our biggest mottos around here. And it's sad that that isn't taught in schools. So be aware of the fact that whatever you think you are to the world is what really matters. You could be anything you want in your own mind, but what the perception of your brand is everything, because that determines whether other people want it or not. So always try to think introspectively like that. You can't sell your brand to the world until you know what attracts the world to your brand. Very well spoken. Brian Gregory, founder and CEO of Admanity. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks, Carl. This was a blast. I really enjoyed it. I love being on the hot seat with you. That was fun. (laughs) It could happen again, my friend. And remember, don't forget to take the assessment, but more importantly, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at CarlRichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. 